good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever day you're actually listening to this podcast. I'd like to welcome you to your support group. I'm your host, Kenny, and today I am joined again by the lovely and talented Miss Tamika from On The Move Career Solutions. Hi, good morning, everyone. So I wanted to bring her back to talk about ghosting. And this is not no swipe left, swipe right type thing. We're talking about employers and employees ghosting. Because it's, it's, it's one thing to, to, to send your resume out and get a call back for an interview, but it's another thing when you don't show up for that interview. I've been noticing a lot of that been happening with a lot of people. Just even when I was trying to hire some people, um, I noticed that they didn't show up to the actual interview. So I'm going to let Miss Tamika go ahead and dive into that. Yes, let's dive into why candidates ghost. I would like to first begin by talking about some of the reasons behind candidate ghosting. Keep in mind that we're in a pandemic. Keep in mind that, yes, we're still hiring. However, uh, from a candidate standpoint, they are searching for the next best career opportunity. So with that being said, candidates are more prone to apply to multiple career opportunities, so to speak, to kind of see what is out there gauging in terms of the best fit for them, pay-wise, etc. So I'm going to kind of dive into, if I may, some reasons behind candidate ghosting. Sure. Uh, one of the reasons that has been noted, let's say, for instance, the company's hiring process is very long and tedious. Now, I have been a victim of this, so I can definitely um, I have to. <laughs> speak from experience. Right. I do get turned off. Let's say, for instance, I read about this great company that uh, has this wonderful job posting on Indeed. I click to apply a hey on a deed, submit my resume for the career opportunity, bam, bing, boom, hey, I'm done. Later, I get an email stating that I need to finish completing (laughs) the application in order to be considered for the position. Mm -hmm. So yes, and then once I do go to the website, it's pretty much like a not a one-page application, it's a two to three-page application. Want you to input all your previous and current job experience, even though you have already uploaded your resume to the position. To me personally, especially from a candidate standpoint where you're actively looking for employment opportunities, yes, that could definitely be a turnoff to some candidates. So they either don't reply to the position or they say, hey, forget about it. Right. You know, this particular application process is very long and tedious. So it kind of deters them away from applying for the opportunity. Yeah, because if I'm filling out an application, say, for example, for a warehouse job. Right. And you put me in a position to fill out an assessment that doesn't have anything in particular to deal with at all with the warehouse job, it may turn me off. I, I, I may just do the assessment just so I can see if I can do everything on it, but it would actually turn me off. Like don't put algebraic equations on there and, and, and expect for me to actually do that when I'm applying just for a simple warehouse job. Like I need to know where these boxes go, um, how to count inventory, that's it. But 
some of the stuff is, is just too tedious and it, and it doesn't make any sense. Like I was actually just trying to do some research uh, this past weekend and I was looking at a couple of different companies where to even get in the door, you got to pass these assessments. And a lot of these assessments don't have anything to do with the job or uh, these assessments actually stop you from even being able to ghost the job and, and walk away from it. So it, it's it's really a mess. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I definitely appreciate you um, sharing your experience and providing that feedback. However, and another reason why candidates goes is based on the culture of the company. The company culture doesn't align with the candidate's values, personal and professional goals. And I am going to be as transparent as possible. A candidate may get offered the position of the lifetime. However, the company uh, culture uh, may be a culture where it doesn't embrace change or it may not be a family-oriented environment versus someone that's coming on board with children, et cetera. In addition to that, the candidate may accept the opportunity, learning that there isn't no personal as well as professional growth in alignment with the position. So that is another reason, too, why candidates ghost the particular role after being hired. They learn after the fact that, hey, wait a minute, this company doesn't, uh, th their values, hmm, something a little sketchy. It's not in alignment with what uh, we originally uh, discussed. Hey, I've learned through another uh, employee or someone that used to work there that there isn't any room for growth, any uh, career advancement opportunities within that particular organization. So these are some of the reasons why candidates may ghost as well. Another reason is always the pay and benefits. Hmm. Pay and benefits. I, and and, I, and I, before you jump into that, I want to say something and I want to be clear. You got to realize we're coming off of months of dealing with a whole bunch of mess, being at home with our family, some working from home, others had to collect unemployment. And with that unemployment came a little extra bump. But you expect for people to go back to these jobs that's very low paying and expect for them to act like none of this stuff happened. You gotta keep in mind that they spent more time at home with their family. So now that bond is there. So it's kind of hard to break that bond because even now when I look at my children, you know, I think about my little one with everything that I do. And I say to myself like, dang, you know, I, I really wanna spend more time. Or I like being underneath her, you know, I, I like being around her, you know. So it, it's hard, it, it messes with you mentally. And then you go to, the, to get this job and this job is saying, hey, we really like your resume, we wanna bring you on board, but the starting pay is $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. And the job that you had before that was paying you 18, 19. So why would you take a step down to provide for your family that like that wouldn't make any sense so i i agree with you it has to align with what you believe in and what you feel once you start seeing stuff and you start reading into it like this company doesn't really do this like hold on like they told me on the phone like they did this they don't really do this so. exactly absolutely and i definitely appreciate you sharing that example and to piggyback off what you say in terms of the poor pay and poor benefits one of the things that I can say, and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit later for employers to combat that, but let me get back to why the candidates goes poor pay and poor benefits. The pay is either taken 
you know, when they're coming on board, they're uh, explaining that the pay is, for example, 15, excuse me, 20 to $23 an hour. Coming to find out the pay is 15 to 20 an hour. That is a, that is a big decrease I mean, a for big what was presenting, yeah. what was presenting earlier. Then for the benefits, um, no really decent health care benefits, high deductible plans, knowing that they cannot afford that, right. especially if they're being offered uh, low pay. So some of the things that I can say how employers can combat that is that uh, taking consideration where we are in terms of pandemic, uh, with gas prices increasing, food prices, et cetera, but you also want to take in consideration where the person lives in terms of where they live may acquire a high cost of living, you know, et cetera, versus someone in Seattle, Washington versus someone in South Carolina. There is definitely a huge pay difference because the cost of living is much higher in Seattle, Washington versus in South Carolina. So that is something that they would definitely want to take in consideration. But yes, candidate do goes over poor benefits and pay after being offered a position, especially if it's not where they had hoped it to be. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely Because I, I mean, I can, I can totally align and agree with that. Like, if a job ain't paying me or if the benefits, like, for example, I had a job where the benefits was basically another person's paycheck. Like I was paying like another person's paycheck and benefits every month, and that is just ridiculous. And I thought we've crossed that path to mm-hmm. where healthcare was more afford- affordable for people. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, but it looks like we're we're backtracking, and it's getting it's getting worse. Even with this, what happened transpired a couple of months ago, and still ongoing with this pandemic. Yes, um, you would have thought that healthcare would would be a lot better and a lot more affordable but now it seems like they're they're trying to make as much money as they possibly can exactly so. absolutely can you blame them though i no. mean they lost money for months so exactly so if the candidate and that brings me to my next reason why why they uh tend to go because they receive yet another better offer with a different employer exactly mm-hmm. so with that being said that better offer could be more pay more benefits, uh, et cetera, child care, dependent care, et cetera. So it's just different factors to you know consider why the candidate may ghost their hiring team, the recruiter, et cetera. It is not unlikely for them to not only just uh, be interviewing with your company, if they landed an interview with you, so that means that they must be landing interviews elsewhere. So they actively interviewing for other opportunities. So nine out of 10, you're going to lose them to another competitor, another company, if you do not have things that are in place to entice them, to right. attract them to the role in terms of pay, benefits, advancement opportunities, et cetera. Mm. So those are some things uh, to consider when we are talking about candidate ghosting. Oh, sure, go right ahead. Um, no, I, I was just going to say, like, yeah, you, you definitely um, hit the nail right on the head with that one because it, it really, now it's a, a chooser's market. You know, you, you can really be choosy about the opportunity that you take. It's not necessarily about just ghosting uh, that employer, but a lot of times companies get a little bit stagnant with their hiring process. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. while it takes Ronnie John's barbecue pit three weeks to hire you, Jimmy John's 
not the real one. Jimmy John's Barbecue Pit, this is just an example, may take one week to hire you. And that difference, it wouldn't be probably that much difference in pay, probably be a little bit more, probably be better benefits with Jimmy. So, hey, Jimmy called me back first. I'm going what I got to deal with first because mm -hmm. you got to think about the cutoff date for the, all those unemployment benefits happened mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. um, stimulus checks, all that, all that money is, is, is just evaporating and gone. Especially if you got a family. If you got a family, that money been gone. Exactly. You have to take what's best for you and what's going to benefit your family and your household. And so, like, you definitely hit the nail right on the head. Exactly. And I love the example that you just given because this brings me to my next uh, piece, How to Stop Ghosting. Yeah, it's all about communicating with the candidate, keeping them abreast regarding the company timeline for selecting and hiring. That is the most important thing for an employer to do. Most employers do not communicate right. with the candidate in a timely manner, do not keep the candidate abreast of the company's timeline in terms of selecting and hiring and bringing that candidate on board. Yeah. Because so, when I went through a hiring process with somebody and the hiring process had got stagnant while I was trying to bring this person on board, I would send him, we would communicate through texts and emails because I learned this from the world's most greatest recruiter that lives in my household. Uh, <laughs> but I learned from her, you know, you got to stay in communication with your uh, candidate. And so I would constantly send him text messages and emails, just letting him know where we were in the hiring process. And like, as soon as we get a, a go, you're gonna be the first person I call that morning. Sure as the sun is shining, he stayed around almost four weeks going through this process, which I, I, I said we would never do again, but he stayed around four weeks and actually waited. And then I was able to bring him on board. So that's just the power of communicating. Yes. It, it, it wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't have stayed around four weeks if I would have never communicated. If I would have been like, okay, that's it. Bam, interview done. And then four weeks later say, hey, you ready to come on board? He'd be like, nah, man, I got something else. I'm gone. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm never exactly. coming back to this company. Y'all company is trash. But one of the things I can say, most of the candidate ghosting, it happens right, to me personally, it tends to happen right after the offer has been extended and when they accept. Once they accept, it's like there's two weeks or maybe three weeks of no uh, communication because everything is triggered via email right. in terms of the offer letter, the offer details, the background, the drug test, etc. There is no human interaction with that candidate. And, and see, that that's what I hate too. Like, you got to have that human interaction. That like is you, correct. you got to put a personal touch on it even if it's a text message it That's has right. to be a personal touch to it because for me I'm kind of old school if you don't send me a text or you know you don't call me or anything like I'm not going to pay no attention or I'm not even going to remember it so it's the things the little small things that matter most to your candidates 
One of the things that I enjoy most about my role working in this industry, in this particular field, is that when I pick up the phone and uh, speak with the candidate, oh my goodness, I actually got a live person <laughs> over the phone. I say, yes, sweetie, this is a live person. Right. Yes, this is, it, it puts a personal touch to everything. You can kind of get a feel from the person regarding the role, the culture of the company as to what they have to offer versus a cold email. Right. Exactly. And also, so, too, with that, um, I want to add that within those two weeks, too, the time. See, the one thing that some of your grandmas probably taught you about there is idle time. Idle time is trouble. Um, when you give a person idle time, they can do whatever they want to do with, you know, like like grandma would say, you know, find something to do with your hands and you'll go find something to do with your hands and that'll keep you out of trouble. When you don't send out an email, when you don't uh, communicate or do anything, you're allowing that person to think and then they start researching and looking and saying, well, maybe they're not interested. And then you allow the person to be alone with their thoughts. So they're like, hey, they're not interested. So I better go find me something else because they haven't called me back. And before long, by the end of that second week, they found something else or either they've applied someplace else or they're not answering your phone calls no more. Exactly. Absolutely. So these are just some interesting reasons behind the candidate ghosting, but also offering uh, tips to employers on how to combat that. It's all about communicating with the candidate from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that candidate gets the full experience right. from start to finish. It's all about the candidate experience. Absolutely. Yeah, because you want them to feel like this is their house. That is correct. You know, when you come to your house, what's the first thing you do? You open the door, you walk in, you take your shoes yes. off, you relax, you be you. So you want them to feel like they can be themselves. So exactly. what I always tell people is, and, and this you'll probably touch on this subject too, is act like normal human beings when you talk to these people on the phone. Because they're normal human beings. They, they just want somebody to understand what they just been through. Exactly. That's all they want. Absolutely. They want somebody to understand mm -hmm. what they just been through. Mm -hmm. They may not qualify for the job, mm -hmm. but at least have that conversation with them. Be human mm -hmm. enough to say, hey, this person been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, or this person is tired or they've been that person might have been searching for months on end. Mm -hmm. And then you get on that phone yeah. and you say, hello, this is such and such from such and such and such. Yes. Oh, well, tell me why you want this job. Oh. Well, oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, we'll 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 see what happens and call you back in a couple of weeks. Click. No personality. Right. Whereas me myself, if you if if you apply to a job that I posted, it's like, hey, how are you today? This is Kenny. You know, I just wanted to call you and discuss the job with you. But first, I want you to relax. Because this is just, an, an, I want this to be a conversation between two friends. I just want to find out more about you and you can find out more about the company. All right. So let's go ahead and have this discussion. Bam. I want to break the ice. I want to be cool mm -hmm. as fried chicken grease in the refrigerator. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, how cool I want to be. But exactly. I, I want to be an icicle in December. That's how cool I want to be. I, I was trying to figure it out. It's all about the personal touch. That personal touch yeah. in the candidate experience. I can only share this example 
I was working for a company previously, and even now the company that I work for, one of the managers asked one of the candidates that I uh, put in front of them, hey, why do you want to work here at such and such and such? They say, because of Tamika. <laughs> or, <laughs> yes, this is literally, or getting cars or thank yous or nice warm mm -hmm. emails. Oh, this has been one of the best interviews I ever had. Thank you, Tamika, for being pleasant and friendly or arriving at orientation, hey, I thought Tamika was going to be here. It's all about the candidate experience. Yep. Being authentic, learning to meet people where they are. Yeah. Because I still get asked about at companies yes. I used to work at and people I've had the opportunity to hire, you know, they even still communicate with me to mm -hmm. this day, you yes. know. Um and I don't even work at those companies no more. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I've I've built lifelong friends, you know, and associates through just being a human being. Yes, that's all it takes is just being exactly. a human being and understanding where people are coming from. That's it. Exactly. That's all. They're not they're not trying to sell you a sad song or anything like that. They just want you to understand. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's part of human resources. A lot of time we provide the resources, but we don't, we take the human interaction part out of it and it shouldn't be that way. Right. It says yes. human yes, resources, that is correct. <laughs> not corporate robot human resources. Beep, bop, boop, boop. That is absolutely I am correct. a cyborg. I'm half robot. Yes. <laughs> but this has been good. I want to uh, thank you, uh, Kenneth, for allowing me to uh, be a guest. <laughs> oh, man. And I absolutely uh, talk about the candidate ghost. And this is definitely something that has been near and dear to my heart. And I this is something that I work very hard to continue to come back on a daily basis, especially in my role. Oh, I love having you on the show because this is just as much your show as it is my show. <laughs> it's a 50-50 deal here. So, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. Wish we could talk forever. Hopefully we'll get uh, Miss Tamika back on the show again. And if you have any employment discussions or any in employment questions or resume writing questions or career building questions, um, you can reach out to Tamika at her website. It is On The Move Career Solutions. I'll post a link in the description. And I want to tell you guys why I'm borderline really excited about today, because finally you can drink a cup of coffee with your guy. We have the merchandise set up and it's ready to roll. And I'll post a link to that as well in the description. So go ahead, um, buy your shirts. Get, But most importantly, get your cups. Get your cups. Get your coffee mugs. Send me a picture. Make sure it's some coffee in there. Don't do all that other stuff. Just coffee. Just coffee and tea. Tea. Yeah, tea is good. All right? And y'all have a blessed day. And I enjoyed uh, talking with you guys. And I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Kenneth, and this is your support group. Thanks for tuning in.